0: The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. Internet talk Radio. You're listening to America's voice, VoiceAmerica.com. The Internet's most listened to Talk Radio Network, VoiceAmerica.com, with Joyce Bender and Disability Matters.
1: Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guests, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender.
2: And welcome to the show. And I just want to tell you, my listeners are fantastic. You really are. Because you have really made this show take off. And I have to tell you, it's not me, it's the people listening to the show so faithfully. And I just want to tell you all you know, I love you, you're great, thank you, because you know my mission, and that is to improve the life, even of one American with a disability, would be worth doing this. But we want to improve lives throughout the world. So thank you again. It's all about quality of life and I have to tell you that yesterday I had the great honor of speaking at the Pittsburgh Theological Seminary as many of you know Jenny Thornburg how great she is but she has gone to churches synagogues mosques and she has said hey people with disabilities should be able to come in here and worship why aren't you accessible So they now have conferences throughout the United States. And yesterday, I did get to speak about, for pastors or for rabbis, what do you need to do differently to include people with disabilities in your services? And that speech will soon be posted to the www.BenderConsult.com website, uh, once again, my hat's off to Jenny Thornberg for all she has done. Uh, but I wanted to mention to you that after you read that, if you have any extra thoughts or ideas, please email me, jbender at benderconsult.com. It's all about quality of life. And that is why we're so excited to have Jane Rapp on our show today, who is the project manager for the Employer Assistance and Recruiting Network, better known as earned, who is helping Americans with disabilities gain employment. Jane, welcome to the show.
3: Well, thank you so much for having me, Joyce, and I just want to applaud you for your efforts because you've been a leader in this area for a long time, and we appreciate everything you do, not only in Pittsburgh, but through the outreach and other activities that you're involved in.
2: Well, thank you very much. Now, Jane, you know, for people listening to the show, which, of course, I realize we have people throughout the world listening, but can you tell our listeners what is EARN? And, again, that's Employer Assistance and Recruiting Network, better known as EARN. Can you explain what it is and when it was formed?
3: Okay. EARN is a project that's sponsored by the U.S. Department of Labor's Office of Disability Employment Policy, and basically, our goal is con- to connect employers with workforce talent and solutions. Um, clearly, our, our, our goal is to focus those solutions and talent in the areas of people with disabilities. Uh, it was founded and started up in March of 2001 was when the, the service went live. That was under a different contract, and we've had the contract since September of 2003, So um, we're very pleased to be working with this effort. We're seeing, uh, um, we've been doing a lot of, of creative and behind the scenes preparation and we're now ready to bring our message to the public and appreciate avenues like this to do that.
2: And I was really excited to have Jane on the show because as many of you know, I am a woman with epilepsy and a hearing loss and I am the founder and CEO of Bender Consulting Services and BCS of Canada. And basically what we do is employ Americans and Canadians with disabilities into competitive areas such as IT, finance, accounting, and human resources. And one of the places that we go right away to post our positions is with EARN. So let me say, um, I want to say, you know, that I think it's such a great idea and such a great program. But obviously, the Office of Disability Employment Policy thought this was an important initiative to sponsor also. And why do you think that is, Jane? Why do you think they realized the need for this?
3: Well, I think that for a long time now, those of us who have been working around disability employment issues have realized that there are a lot of great programs out there and services that are preparing people with disabilities for the workplace, through training, through placement services. But there's tended to be a bit of a void in the outreach to employers and really preparing employers for embracing people with disabilities and integrating them into their recruiting and hiring strategies. So the ODEP, the Office of Disability and Employment Policy, felt that it was very important to not only continue to support what they call the supply side of the equation, the preparation of people with disabilities for work, but also to work on that demand side so that more employers understand the value and the contributions that people with disabilities bring to the workplace.
2: Well, we must applaud that because that's what it's all about. That's what, to me, it's all about. At the end of the day, it is all about employment because you know you can talk about housing, you can talk about transportation, you can talk about everything, but you can't buy a house and you can't go anywhere unless you have employment. So I'm, I think that it, I'm totally with you on this. Jane, how about you now? What caused you to start working in this area? That no, is the disability community.
3: Uh, I've been serving as, as a consultant in the, in the Washington, D.C. area for, I'm not going to say how many years because it might divulge my age, uh, but for several years. Twenty-five. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yes, for 25 years. And um, one of the things that I was working with the Department of Defense, and I was doing general contractor support kinds of activities in the area of contract administration, and I got wind of a program that they were developing called the Computer Electronic Accommodations Program, which was very unique in, the, in that it was going to centralize the purchasing capability of assistive technology to try and take that barrier away from the employment side in the Department of Defense. And I thought, this sounds like such a great concept and such a great idea and so much more meaningful than some of the other things that I'd been involved in, in that I could actually be working on something that in the end was going to help somebody achieve their personal goals and achieve the economic freedoms that I was in many ways taking for granted. So um, I just thought it was a great opportunity that I I came across, and then I I dove in and and started working with it and haven't left it since.
2: Well, that's lucky for us that you have stayed with it and done this. And, you know, Jane, you're located where, right in Washington, D.C.?
3: Well, our offices are located just outside of D.C. in McLean, Virginia.
2: And how does an employer reach you?
3: Uh we can be connected through our website at EarnWork www.earnworks.com And we also have a toll free number at eight six six. Earn now.
4: Earn now. I, our, I love yes. that.
3: And our toll free number is one of those that's actually answered by a live person, so you don't have to worry about going through a series of menu selections to um get the answers that you need
2: wow that's great and again that's one eight six six earn now is that correct
3: yes and we operate Monday through Friday from 9 to 9 Eastern Standard Time
2: now Jane where are the groups the different groups you're trying to reach only employers or who all who all contacts you
3: uh, we actually receive calls from both employers and from what we would call the employment service providers, which can include both state, um, state vocational rehabilitation, private vocational rehabilitation firms. Um, part of our network of providers also includes colleges and universities, adv- advocacy groups, community-based organizations, anyone who's involved in the preparation and placement of people with disabilities in the workforce. And we also do get calls from individuals. Uh, Most of what we're trying to drive towards is working with employers to make sure they understand and have the supports they need to integrate people with disabilities into their workplace. And we provide that kind of technical assistance and support to them through our phone service. But we also then offer our free recruiting service. And our recruiting service currently works through this network of providers who have signed up with us. So we're trying to answer questions from all what I call kind of the triangle of what's required in terms of making this employment equation work, the employers, the provider community, as well as the individuals that we're trying to ultimately serve.
2: And then who is it that, how do the people with disabilities get in touch with you?
3: Uh, People with disabilities can call us directly and what we will do is connect them then with providers in their community that we are working through. Um, We have begun to pilot a program in the Phoenix, Arizona area where we are working directly with individuals. Um, This is to make sure that we understand what it does to our work processes and our budget and resources and capacity. Um, But if this proves successful, we will be rolling that out to expand that capability across the country. But at this point, if individuals in Phoenix are embarking on a self-directed job search, we can support them on that in Phoenix. And otherwise, we will work with putting them in touch with providers in their area that can help them connect to the jobs that we're posting.
2: So the employer goes to you and they say, "Jane, we want to post a position. And then what happens? How do you find the people?
3: Uh, yeah, the employers will post with us in a couple of different ways. They can either email us job postings, uh, they can fax them to us. In some cases we can take it over the phone. Sometimes it's just the, the, um, reinstating one that had been previously posted with us and so it's an easy process. Once we have that information in our system, we then do what we call the matching process, and based on geographic location, we'll identify those providers, the the vocational providers, in a particular geographic area that are in close proximity to where the job is. We email the providers the job posting, and then it's through them that the individuals will be contacted and get put back in touch with us.
2: Well, let's talk more about that. Again, we're talking to Jane Rath, the project manager for the Employer Assistance and Recruiting Network, known as EARN, a program to help people with disabilities do just what it says, earn money. This is Joyce Bender, the voice of voiceamerica.com. We'll be back.
0: The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. At Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior
1: technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S. and www.BenderOfCanada.com in Canada, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom, and independence for people with disabilities, www.benderconsult.com.
5: I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are 2.5 million Americans with the condition, and 1 in 10 Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000.
4: Have you put down the morning paper in disgust because they weren't reporting what you wanted to read? Have you wondered why there aren't more women's voices in the news? Well, so have I, and we're about to change that. This is former Minnesota State Senator Ember Reichstadt Young. I hope you'll join me for a new radio show every Thursday all about women on the move. We'll look at what's missing in the news, the issues often ignored in mainstream media, like how does Social Security reform really affect women? Why is the Department of Labor proposing to stop collecting workforce data on women? What role will women play in Iraq's new government? We'll create that debate right here. The Ember Reichsgott Young Show will have prominent women you know and inspiring women you don't know. We'll share stories of women's leadership, courage, and vision. We just need you to be part of the conversation, so join us for the Ember Reichscott Young Show every Thursday at 1 p.m. Central Time. It's all about you, women on the move, on voiceamerica.com.
3: Hi, this is Dora Bush, and you're listening to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender on voiceamerica.com.
0: The world leader in internet talk, radio. internet talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, please call toll-free at
1: 1-888-335-5204. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joyce Bender.
2: And we are talking to Jane Rath, who's the project manager for Earn, a really great program in the United States striving to help Americans with disabilities to gain employment. And as Andy Imperado and AAPD often say in many of the periodicals and the newsletter they put out, you know, where will we be without employment? And that is my question that I wanted to ask you, Jane, in your opinion, I see you have a very impressive background and you have worked in your life on two business startups. Congratulations. You really have a tremendous background plus the work you've done with Social Security and the Department of Defense and on Section 508. Um, But with this vast background you have, your opinion. What are some of the main reasons you think that even still today, As we're getting ready this July to celebrate the 15th anniversary of the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act, you know we still have this high unemployment for Americans with disabilities in this country. Why do you think that is?
3: Well, I think that there is still some stereotyping that's going on by employers, and there are still some issues that employers haven't faced and understood. And and actually, I'm basing this not just on perhaps my own opinion, but also the experience and and the research that we've conducted in the last year. With EARN, one of the things that we wanted to do was develop a business case for hiring people with disabilities, something that we can use. It's also on our website so that anybody can use it within an organization to convince managers, both upper management who are making policy decisions as well as hiring managers, of why a person with a disability is a good hire, that they, what they bring in terms of retention, in terms of work ethic, in terms of skills and abilities, and the things that many employers through the focus, and we focus group tested much of this and used our focus groups to try and, and pull what, it, what are employers thinking about the issue, and it really came down to misperceptions, and, and the wrong beliefs in terms of what a person with a disability can and cannot do and what it means as an employer if I bring a person with a disability into the workplace. There were the questions about the ADA, and if I hire somebody and it doesn't work out, then I'm, what do I do? I, you know, am I cornflip, stuck with this person? Um, there's the question of, as a manager... Do I understand how I, how I manage a person with a disability? Um, the, the elephant in the room that I think a lot of people don't even talk about at this point is the perception that supervisors have that if I bring a person with a disability into the workplace, I'm going to have to manage that person differently. I don't know what that is. It's going to take more time, and I'm already overstressed, overworked, and under too many tight deadlines, and I don't need that. So we actually heard employers telling us a lot of these things, and as a result, we've packaged the business case to give them the truth as opposed to these myths and and misperceptions, as well as offering the uh, expertise of the folks that we have working in our call center so that as they have a question or they have an issue, that they aren't sure what it means or how to deal with it, that they have a safe haven where they can go and ask that question, whether it's politically correct or not and get the right answer
2: and you know what that one thing you said the white elephant so to speak is so true i can tell you you know we work with billion dollar corporations across the united states and canada from nevada texas connecticut delaware you know pennsylvania uh, mississippi and we also Work in Montreal and in uh, Toronto, and of course, being that we are working with directly with the private sector, and we also have been working, just started working with the federal government. But here, the reality with the private sector is exactly what you said, in that they will say to me, "Well." You know, we really want to do this, but I'm just going to tell you right now, we really have a lot going on and we're really under the gun and, you know, I have a budget and I, I have to stick close to that budget and I have goals and there has to be a return on this investment. And they say all of this even before they ever meet the person. Right. You know, this is in their mind. It's in their mind, this individual will take so much extra time. And, and what I often tell employers is, Many people with disabilities are entry level in experience. Entry level and work experience due to the high unemployment. Sometimes even having two master's degrees, but not employed. And I'm talking about, of course, people with significant disabilities. And so yeah, they are entry level and experience, but so are the college students you're hiring. And whether the person is non-disabled or disabled, you know, if they're entry-level and experience, you have to have your own program in place, you know, to make this work. But, you know, what would make you think that because I'm saying it's a person with a disability versus, oh, here's a college recruit from wherever, that, you know, that, that it's going to be so different. But that is, in fact, what they think.
3: Well, and I, th- I think one of the other issues that clearly has come up with uh, um, in our discussions with employers is the whole concept of accommodations and what does that mean. And one of the things that we stress when we go out and talk with employers is making them recognize that we as employers make accommodations for our staff every day in order to attract and retain the best workers that we can get. And it might mean that I, as an individual, have an opportunity to work at home one day a week because it makes it easier for me As a single parent, we have, in our own company, we have an individual who um, moved out of the Washington, D.C. area and telecommutes from Pennsylvania. And we don't do that because of anything other than the fact that she adds lots of value to what we do and she contributes to our company's success. We provide, you know, we as employers provide individuals larger screens, more comfortable chairs, access to blackberries, access to other technology and resources, because those are the tools and resources that lead to their success, which in turn leads to our success as employers. And that's all that an accommodation is. It's just that when you're dealing with an individual with a, with a disability, the accommodation might be something you haven't thought of before. And so that's another message that we're trying to get out to employers is that, you know, especially as the workforce starts to shrink and we see the baby boomers retiring, we're all going to have to get more creative about how we, we recruit and retain. And that's what hiring people with disabilities is all about, being creative in going out and finding and keeping the best possible workers for the job.
2: Absolutely, and I do not know why, And employers are not worried about this baby boomer phenomena.
3: I think they're starting to be. I think that one of the things that kind of has masked that is the fact that because we've had a slight recession in the last couple of years, that the impact of our aging workforce has not hit us as soon as perhaps it was predicted. Um, But I do know when we go out and talk to some of the larger companies and when you talk to the executives in some of the larger companies, and even in the federal government, um, they are looking five to ten years down the road, and they're thinking, where are we going to find the workers we need? Um, Also, with uh, the economy having been what it is, some workers aren't perhaps retiring as early as they might have in the the past, and that's also putting kind of a delay effect on the The impact of that, but it's going to catch up to us sooner or later, and our philosophy is, you know, those employers that work through us to start integrating people with disabilities will just be one step ahead of the game when that crunch hits.
2: And they will be, because this is a real phenomenon. This is not a, oh, it may happen. This is, it will happen. You cannot have this large number of baby boomers retiring and have a small number following them, smaller number, and not see the impact of this. I mean, there are some countries in the world that even feel and know they will go backwards in their population. Right. You mean, this is something that is a reality. And I say to companies all the time, this is going to hit you so hard five to ten years from now. But But starting five years from now, it will really be a reality. Why wait? Why be caught up in one of these... Labor salary wars. You know why go through that? Wouldn't it be better to start working, for example, with someone like you right now, and start hiring people with disabilities so that you know five or ten years from five years from now, we even say that, that you have someone with five years of
3: experience. Yeah, and as as we see the aging workforce and the impacts of that, more people who are, who acquire disabilities are going to be in the workplace or wishing to, be, to stay in the workplace, and we can help with that as well, which can reduce an organization's workers' comp, long-term disability, and there are, you know, there are lots of returns for that investment, and in many ways, that's the way a lot of companies get introduced to the concept of people with disabilities in their workforce because they realize, if I keep this person, I'm saving the company money, and they get over many of their concerns or barriers or perceptions through that process.
2: Yes. Now, with your group, uh, Jane, do you go in and provide some type of training program for employers?
3: Um, We do not, at this point, actually offer individual training services ourselves. What we do is we try and put employers in contact with those services in their community that can help do that.
2: All right. Well, we have a couple questions for you when we come back. We're talking to Jane Rath, who is the head and the project manager of EARN, helping Americans with disabilities gain employment. This is Joyce Bender, the voice of voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back.
0: Bringing the world together. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our
1: mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com.
5: I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are 2.5 million Americans with the condition, and 1 in 10 Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit EpilepsyFoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Thank you for
4: calling VoiceAmerica.com.
5: Hello, this is Rory
1: Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the greyhound. Learn about the history of the greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race dog. If you own a greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: The world leader in Internet talk radio. radio. You're listening to America's Voice, Voice VoiceAmerica.com.
1: Welcome back to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. If you have a question or comment for Joyce or a guest, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now back to Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender.
2: And welcome back to our show. And if you've been listening to the show, you know we're talking to Shane Rath, who is the project manager for the Employer Assistance and Recruiting Network, known as Project Earn, to help people with disabilities gain employment, to help corporations have a place they can go to post their positions, and to find out more about how to employ People with disabilities and Jane we get a lot of email um, prior to all these shows from people with questions although when I talked about this employment issue and my radio show and my guest yesterday at the seminary I already had one individual with a disability who specifically um, asked this question so I will go ahead and read it and it is with so many people unemployed people with disabilities Why do you think it is that it's never written about more by the news media?
3: I'm not sure I have an answer for that. Um, We've been kind of wrestling with that, and um, I think some of it is finding the perspective that makes the news media feel that it's warranted, and we're we're certainly working with that as we embark on our outreach and education campaign. I do think that we're slowly starting to see some progress in the media in general. I mean, when you look at commercials, when you look at what's on the television shows, um, on Survivor has had a, a participant who had a disability, or two, or two, or two actually, that, um, you know, you've got The West Wing with the president, okay. and, you know, getting MS. You have Blind Justice. You have a lot of shows that are putting people... In positions you never would have seen five or ten years ago. Um, I think it's slower on the on the employment side because it has been, in some ways, not a need to speak about it. There's also a concern, I think, in terms of whether employers are going to embrace this. But a lot of what we're doing right now is working with the media to try and make them understand what the statistics are. That one in five. Americans of working age have a disability of some sort and that we're talking about a large number of people, that um, returning veterans is, is another perspective of this whole population that's starting to get some attention, and I think it's by leveraging some of those, those data points and some of those perspectives and things that people are interested in that we'll start to be able to make some inroads in that area. But I also think it requires a lot of people to do letters to the editor, to do um, inquiries directly of the media.
2: I agree. With this last part, well, I agree with everything you said, but in addition to this last point you made, remember, we as a group of people, there are 54 million Americans with disabilities. You realize how powerful that is, and yet we're not united. That's why we don't have this power, because if we even had – And as I encourage everyone that they should always be registered to vote. It makes no difference whether you're Republican or Democrat. What matters is that you're registered to vote because the more votes we have, the more power we will have. But in addition, you need to just take action on your own and do things on your own and, and write letters to the editor or to magazines and ask those types of questions because it is sometimes... So hard to understand, Jane, when you think how many people there are with disabilities. Right.
3: And I think a lot of the media doesn't realize the disparity in the employment rates between people with disabilities and those who do not.
2: Yes. Now, uh, we have another question for you that was sent in, Jane, and it is, do you see a hesitancy from employers to hire people from the deaf community Due to interpretive services being needed,
3: We have not heard or seen anything specific to, to that issue. And in fact, um, a couple of our successful placements have been individuals who were deaf, and one of the things that the um, employer found out is that through using the common technology of instant messaging and, and emails, that it was very easy for them to um, assimilate into the, off- the the workflow. And even more so that many of the staff, this happens to be with um, Shaw Pittman, which is a law firm located here in D.C., many of the members of the staff decided that as a result of these two individuals entering their workplace that they wanted to start taking sign language courses. And so they started offering it on the lunch hour, and it's become... An eye-opening experience for both sides. I think it's been very successful and, and, and it was, there was never an issue and never a conflict. Um, I don't know that, I I can't say that's always the case, but we have not heard anything within our experience of people saying, well, I don't want to hire a person who's deaf because of communication issues.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, Jane, I feel that employers really, need to know more about EARN because I hear them frequently saying they don't know how to find people with disabilities. They don't know how to recruit for people with disabilities. They don't know where to go for the skills they are seeking. I'm assuming that you hear this often from employers.
3: Yes, we do. And that's one of the reasons that um, with this new contract that we, we do have some resources that are allocated to the education and outreach of of the employer community. And the way we're, we're using those resources right now is that we've started to roll out some activities both nationwide and in 10 target markets so that we can test what works, test avenues of, of delivering our message that are most effective, and then expand that over the next several years so that we can get the word out to more individuals. And And it's it's not an easy task because we need to meet employers where they are. Um, and what I mean by that is many employers might have never thought of hiring a person with a disability, and we need to be sure that we're not asking them to go too fast to post a job with us. So we need to make sure we understand that you know, maybe the first step for an employer is find out more look at our website look at the business case do some some sessions inside we'll we'll put you in contact with some local resources that can help you understand how this works for you companies like vendor consulting who have, have made this work so they can understand that it is a profitable venture and it's not a social issue it, it's 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 really part of making sure that your profit and loss is where it should be and that you're a part of the community and you're you're taking advantage of all the resources available. So we like to make sure that we're meeting employers wherever they are and meeting them through venues where they're going to be because if an employer has never hired a person with a disability, they're not going to especially come to a conference focusing on the hiring of people with disabilities. So we're looking looking at those venues and we're trying to make sure that we're exposed and we're working through things like the Society of Human Resource Management. Mm
2: -hmm. That's good. Very good. And, again, if you're listening to the show and you're an employer, whether you're a large corporation or a small business, because we know in this country today that the greatest percentage of new jobs are with the small business community. If you're listening and you're interested, you can contact them by going to www.earnworks.com or by dialing 866-EARN-NOW. And, Jane, if they do contact uh, you through earnworks.com, this will enable them to post the position. Is that correct? Yes,
3: it will. There's a very simple online registration process so that we have the right contact information. And then once that's done, um, we can start taking job postings right away.
2: And I will say that if you do end up employing someone referring through Earn and you know they're through Earn, it's really and there's you know, I know they'll be successful, but it's also great to get that feedback back to Project Earn because they can really use that.
3: Yes, we we appreciate knowing our successes and one of the things that does make us kind of unique as a government sponsored program Or actually, it's a service more than a program. Is that there is no reporting requirement? There's no burden on any kind, on the employer in any way, shape, or form, to get back to us with an outcome in terms of, did you hire the individual? Did you, did you, you know, why or why not? Um, We're really trying to make this a service that employers will continue to come to, time and time again, as just part of their ongoing recruiting strategies. And most of the positions, I, I should probably make sure we make this clear, most of the positions that we have posted through earn are competitive positions. They're not especially set aside in any way, shape, or form just for a person with a disability. So it's, it's really an opportunity for people with disabilities to get into the workplace on an even playing ground.
2: Oh, that's excellent. That, and, and, of course, you work all across the United States. Yes, we do. Good, good. Do you have one area, Jane, where you're uh, seeing the most activity as far as regionally?
3: Um, no, it actually is kind of spread out. We we probably, I could probably rattle off 10 or 15 states where we have an, a, a number of activities that would include everything from um, the Washington, D.C. area, um, the Washington State area, California, New York, Texas, Ohio, I mean, it. it It really has not surfaced as, you know, this is working more so in the east or in the west or in the south. Um, And there really are pockets of of activity and success everywhere. We've even had a placement in Fargo, North Dakota. So it's, it's not as if we're really even talking about the major metropolitan markets.
2: How about that? That's excellent. Well, Jane, I think that EARN is a tremendous program. And I know it has really been successful for us right here at Bender Consulting Services. My question, what do you do to advertise this program? And do you ever speak at conferences, for example, if someone's listening to the show and they would be interested in you speaking? Do you ever do that?
3: Yes, we do. We, um, we try and target most of our, our conferences that we, that we go out and try and participate in are focused towards employers. Um, but we we participate in a number of conferences and venues that deal with the disability employment issue from a variety of perspectives. Um, Myself or members of my staff are available to um, speak. Regardless of where the conference is, I just might caution that we might have to make some decisions based on the limited resources that we have.
2: That's why you'll be paying to get Jane there and take her back. (laughs) All right, listen, we're going to break right now. We've been talking to... Jane Rath, and we'll be back to close up in a few minutes. This is Joyce Bender, the voice of voiceamerica.com. We'll be back.
0: The world leader in internet talk radio. You're listening to voiceamerica.com.
1: At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com.
5: I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are 2.5 million Americans with the condition
1: In today's world, it's hard to find the truth with anything. Is there such a thing as the truth?
4: Where and how can I find it?
1: Will someone just give it to me straight? Tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific to Mario's Verdad, an exciting new show that will give it to you straight every time and tackle the truth behind everything from political issues and crimes to vocational and career counseling. So log on and tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
3: Hi, this is Dora Bush, and you're listening to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender on voiceamerica.com.
0: The world leader in Internet talk radio. radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment,
1: please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joyce Bender.
2: And welcome back. We have been so delighted to have Jane Rath, the Project Manager for the Employer Assistance and Recruiting Network, otherwise known as Project EARN, a partner for any corporation who wants to employ Americans with disabilities on our show today. And, Jane, I think... If I understand this right, we talked about this earlier. You were originally sponsored. Your sponsor is ODEP.
3: Yes, it is. It's the Office of Disability Employment Policy. Uh, it's a fairly new organization at Department of Labor that's been around for a couple of years, headed by Dr. Roy Grizzard, and they're a great organization for as far as advocating within the Department of Labor for employment issues associated with people with disabilities, and I want to make sure that they get recognized for everything they're doing, And in, in addition to supporting EARN, to advance uh, what, what opportunities are available for people with disabilities in the workplace.
2: Yes, and I want to say that when I first started my radio show, one of the first people to be a guest was Dr. Roy Grizzard, And I also appreciate the support of many of my Friends and colleagues at ODEP, who are just so wonderful and who uh, advertise, you know, make sure everyone knows about the show. I appreciate that so much. So, um, and that is really how I first heard about you, uh, Jane through ODEP.
3: Well, it's it, it's a great organization, and the people um, who are working there are are both extremely professional and extremely passionate about what they are doing.
2: They are. Who is your main contact there, Jane?
3: My main contact is one of two people, either Lisa Larman or Maggie Roffey.
2: Oh. Lisa is really good and Maggie Roffey is just absolutely phenomenal.
3: Well, yeah, Maggie's been um in the, the disability employment world for quite for I sh- I can't shouldn't say this too too Cavalierly, but for, for a number of years, and she is outstanding at what she does. She and, is. And Lisa has just um, really picked up the ball and run with getting this program moving, and because she understands and has worked within the Department of Labor in a number of different areas, she's been very instrumental in making sure that EARN and, and many other programs within ODEP get their, their due um Notice and, and, and attention, and
2: my hats off to both of them. Um, okay, well, Jane, just a few last questions for you. First, for employers who are listening to the show today, maybe okay, I'm kind of interested. That's why I tuned in, but I'm still, you know, a little bit nervous. What message do you have for them today?
3: Um, I think the first is is just to to try it. To start. You make the first call and ask the questions that you have and, and don't be afraid of, of getting your feet a little wet with, the, with, with trying the hiring of people with disabilities. And if there's some concern about what it means in your workplace, one of the best ways, especially with summer coming on, is to, to, to explore the opportunities through um, internships and work-study programs, which is a win-win situation for both the organization. who gets the talent of an individual who might be still a student or a transitioning student, and the student gets the experience in the workplace and gets to build their resume, and it really allows employers over a very short period of time to see the contributions the employee can make to the organization as well as how easy it is to assimilate people with disabilities into their workforce.
2: Yes, and that is a great idea and just so, if you're listening to the show, I want to make sure you know that it's www.earnworks.com or 866-EARN-NOW for the telephone number. Uh, But I, I did, you know, I think that's great because you offer different venues for employment.
3: Right, and, and we can connect you to, to short-term work through internships, work studies. We can connect you to part-time workforce if you, or, or even intermittent if you have inter, um, cyclical work or seasonal work. We can help with those needs. So I think there's a lot of different ways to um, explore this work, this labor pool and really take advantage of the talents that are out there.
2: You know, Jane, I know that it would be a whole show if we talked about this, so I'm just asking for your thoughts. I know you worked in the past as a consultant for the Social Security Administration, and actually, I was president, you probably were there too, when President Clinton, in last thing he signed, December of 1999, uh, was the act that brought about, the Ticket to Work Act Workforce instead of Improvements Act. And your opinion, how is the Ticket to Work going?
3: Well, I, I think all of us would like to have seen greater successes coming with that, but I think the reality of the, where the economy is, as well as where employers stand on the issue, have had an impact on it. I think that there is a wealth of opportunity available through Ticket to Work And we actually provide an employer outreach support to that program through our Ticket to Hire unit so that we are working directly with employers and connecting employers to those who have signed up as employment networks so that when a job posting comes into us, it gets to all of the employment networks as well as other providers who have registered with us. And I I think it's important that we continue to do that and continue to stress that there are beneficiaries of social security who are ready to return to work and who need the opportunity, and this is a great way to help find them as well.
2: Yes, it's just amazing to me how many people that you talk to that, in different states, that don't, don't seem totally familiar with this.
3: Well, I think again, it's, it's very hard. To, to get the word out um, to everybody who needs to know, and I think once we have a one-on-one or a one-to-twenty kind of conversation with a group of, of employers, we start to see the light bulbs going off. We start to see that they get it, they understand it, and they, they start to come come to the to the river, if you will. But um, you know, it's sort of like that old hair product commercial. You have to get to the each one telling two, and they tell two people, and they tell two people, and so on and so on. And and unfortunately, that's kind of where we are in the process. But I'm confident that uh, with time and with some continued successes, that we'll be able to start seeing advances happening slightly faster.
2: Well, also, I want to say, though, congratulations to you for, you know, getting to work on such an important piece of legislation for Americans with disabilities. Well, thank you. One other question. I know you also have expertise in Section 508. It seems now that has taken off, don't you think?
3: Um, I think that that has had a greater impact because it's so very consumer-based. Um, and, and I think that with the power of the federal government and, and the requirements that they have as a buyer, um, that it's been able to influence vendors in terms of what does it make sense for them to do. Um, there's always more that could be done but i think just in terms of awareness and and getting to some of those solutions it's been a great shot in the arm to um, to get organizations and and technology vendors to be considering the needs of people with disabilities in their product designs and solutions
2: mm-hmm. yeah it is assistive technology is so wonderful because it has equaled the playing field for people with disabilities mm-hmm. and it is always still amazing to me when I go to a company and, you know, they'll meet one of my employees who is a person who is blind, for example, who maybe is a software developer, and, and they are still so astonished that the person can program.
3: Yes, it, it's, and I think that's one of the other things that's kind of exciting about doing this is how many Employers, managers, supervisors, when they see it, they get excited about that technology as well. And I can remember the first time introducing a manager to voice recognition software and, and, you know, this was a senior level individual who said, you know, I can't type. That would be great for me. And I think the reality that there are, you know, benefits across the, the board from the use of assistive technology and other accommodations is is also exciting to see.
2: Yes, it is. Well, Jane, we have also many people with disabilities, as you may guess, that listen to this show throughout the world. What message do you have for them today?
3: Well, my method, first message would be not to give up. Um, it can be sometimes a grueling task looking for employment, but don't give up. And if you need help please give us a call and we'll help connect you with a provider and maybe we'll be that link between you and a job
2: well we've been talking to Jane Rath the project manager from project earn we end every show with a quote from a disability leader and today it is from Franklin Delano Roosevelt president of the United States who said we must scrupulously guard the civil rights and civil liberties of all citizens, whatever their background, we must remember that any oppression, any injustice, any hatred is a wedge designed to attack our civilization. This is Joyce Bender, and you've been listening to me on VoiceAmerica.com. Talk to you next week.